When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And with Gabe Knightsville here for Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Also presented by Traeger. Traeger is awesome. And let me tell you why. This side enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. We take you right up until the coverage at 6.30 Eastern time when it comes to the National Championship game between Michigan taking on Washington. As a matter of fact, Greg McElroy will be part of the coverage tonight. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes to get you ready for that game between number one Michigan and number two Washington. But what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? What (laughs) happened to the Miami Dolphins? What happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars? A month ago, all three of those teams led their divisions. One month later, Two teams are limping in in Philadelphia, Miami, and one had to be thrown out when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback. What, what, what happened? Winning. Just, just, just winning, finishing, situational football, managing these moments, um, executing in those moments, all of that. You know, we, like the beautiful part about it is you, you got an opportunity in front of us to take advantage of that, Re- regardless if you fell down five times before. It's about how you get up for the sixth one. And so we got to respond as a team, and everybody understands that. And we can't waver from that. We can't waver from, from what's in front of us. It's about the work. That's what it is. Oof, that's I, <laughs> the look I, I on your face was great. If it was easy, if it was that easy, oh, we just need to get back to winning. Well, yeah, but how do you get back to winning? How do you get back to that? And it just seems like at this point, so many things have gone wrong from reassigning who your defensive coordinator is and letting Matt Patricia calling the plays to, yeah, the offense hasn't quite looked right throughout the course of the season. It's just, it's, it's looked a click off, even when they were winning at 10 and 1. It's like, okay, we probably haven't seen the best of the Eagles. They're still winning, which at the time made them feel dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we haven't seen their best yet. Yeah. Well, it turns out maybe we had seen their best football because it has just gone south quickly there to the point where, yeah, I know they're favored to go into Tampa Bay and win and mm-hmm. beat the Buccaneers. Right. But do you feel confident about them going into Tampa and winning? Well, some It can be about your confidence, Gabe. It could be about my confidence. But what, the, what in the name of Philadelphia are they going to do about it? Because whatever made them that team at 10-1 and one, or that team last year that had a chance and were that close to winning the Super Bowl, if you expect to find that next Monday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then don't show up if you're Philadelphia. You, can't, you can give me any kind of TED talk you want from your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You can have their head coach, Nick Sirianni, saying, we're not quitters. I certainly hope not. I hope that you weren't going to be quitters as far as that goes. 
But whatever it is, to think you can find that in seven days makes absolutely no sense. I go back to when they played the San Francisco 49ers because when they were 10-1, and one, they kept telling us everything was going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You guys not giving us enough credit for being a resilient team, a mentally tough team. Nobody's more resilient. Nobody is tougher than we are. And then they ran their mouth to the San Francisco 49ers in response because the 49ers said, hey, when we have our quarterback, we're going to find out what's what. And the Eagles said, well, bring your quarterback. Bring Purdy. Brock Purdy. We'll knock him out again. We'll see how tough you are. And what happened? San Francisco ran away and hid from those dudes in Philadelphia. I wonder how much of their mental manhood was taken away. That has been the key to the Eagles. They always believe no matter what, either you're going to find a way to lose or they were going to find a way to win, or both things are going to happen. San Francisco didn't leave anything like that to chance. They said, ah. <laughs> they went out there and stomped them. Then he played the Cowboys, probably thinking, hey, the Cowboys, they're going to find a way to lose. We just got to keep it close. Got stomped again. I wonder how much of that running of their mouth and having that mental manhood taken away by the 49ers has affected his team on the internal side that's also shown externally why they're not the same team they were last year and when they started the season 10-1. Sure, but I also give credit to the Cowboys for then finishing him off. If it started against the Niners and going into Philly and putting up a 40-burger, like that could have been explained away because that was, I mean, this was a stretch of games where they played the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. That was a five-week stretch for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, okay, you slipped up, you got boat raced by the 49ers, whatever, it happens. Just like, I think people for the 49ers have been, well, they got boat raced by the Ravens, but... I mean, do you really think Purdy's going to turn it over four times again if they meet in the Super Bowl? No, no. I think most people yeah. expect that to be a good game sure. if that ends up being a Super Bowl rematch. Sure. But then the Cowboys blew him out of the water, too. And then you're going, okay, we got some get-right games. We got some games to feel good about ourselves. Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants to end the season. And you go 1-3 in, in that stretch? You lose to the Giants? You lose and allow a fourth-quarter comeback to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals? I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the way they have just completely collapsed down the stretch, it's it's still hard to fathom. But in terms of you want to talk about that mental strength, right. yeah, I think that started with San Francisco. And then they thought, oh, okay, we'll just bounce back. We beat up on the Cowboys. Nope. I think the Cowboys finished that mental, you know, whatever mental edge they thought they had, I think mm-hmm. the Cowboys finished them off when they blew them out and it made it back-to-back Really big losses for the Eagles. Because you look at the collapses we're talking about since a month ago. With the Eagles losing 5 out of 6 after a 10-1 start. The Joshua Jaguars, they start the season 8-3. and three. They're not even in the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins probably think we put enough distance between us and the Buffalo Bills. We don't have to worry about anybody else in that division. And then even though they beat the Cowboys, they're still losing those tough games. And then when they lost to the Baltimore Ravens like that, I said they're not going to win the division. When nope. you get hammered like that, you can't just ratchet that back up. Because they were a beaten team, but the Buffalo Bills were beating themselves. When the Bills stopped doing that, they couldn't match up. Yeah, I know the compromise. They've had injuries at wide receiver, no Jalen Waddle. Also on the defensive side, the offensive line, I get it. But from the Buffalo Bills, I don't want to hear that nonsense. Look at our defense. We got a mass unit over here. And yet we compete. We were able to slow down your offense. We took care of the Dallas Cowboys. We took care of Kansas City. We almost took care of Philadelphia if, if our quarterback had not missed the pass because he was dynamite outside of to Josh when it comes to Josh Allen. So excuses are not going to fly. But if you're Philadelphia, if you're Jacksonville, if you're Miami, what are you going to look like going forward? For Philadelphia Miami, that starts this weekend. Whatever happened, you got to have convenient amnesia. You got to flush that. If you're Jacksonville, you wind up getting flushed. 
leading your quarterback to sound like this, thinking, man, I didn't expect any of this when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. It's tough, you know, I feel it's a pretty surreal feeling, just uh, it's kind of hard to put into words right now. This whole season comes down to one game, and your whole season comes down to a few plays, and we just weren't able to make them. So it's, of course, you're thinking about if you did things differently and, you know, if one play went a little differently or if you weren't in certain situations or whatever. You think about all that, which then that's the hardest part about losing and losing games like this is you go back and you replay everything, and it's kind of still got – it hasn't even really set in yet that we're done, not going to be playing anymore this year. So it's going to be a long, long off season. Everybody could have forgot about what happened to Jacksonville in the second half of the season if you beat the Titans. Mm-hmm. Because if you beat the Titans, you still win your division. That's how much of a cushion you had. And the Titans, at this point, weren't playing the quarterback that they prefer to start. They had to go back to Ryan Tannehill. They had a running back in Derrick Henry who's not going to be there. I don't know if I've ever seen this. They let Derrick Henry have a goodbye speech after the game <laughs> last la- yesterday. It's which true. is just wild. They gave him a microphone. Like They do this at NFL games? Mm-hmm. So, but but Derrick Henry, they gave him a goodbye speech. And then DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, who probably has a little more left in the tank than the other two. Uh-huh. But you let Derrick Henry have a signature game of his season against you and your defense. You still had an opportunity to potentially tie the game. And from the one-yard line, couldn't punch it in on two consecutive plays. Third and goal, fourth and goal, did yep. not get it in the end zone. They did, Again, they did this to themselves. Yep. You had every opportunity. That Titans team should not be beating you when you look at the two rosters and compare the talent. And I'm, I'm surprised Doug Peterson let that happen. I have a lot of respect for him as a coach, but he's going to have to do some deep soul-searching with this team, with this roster, during this offseason after what happened. Greg, good to me. Gabe Nigel in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. You just popped something into my head when you said about they did this to themselves because that's clearly the case of Philadelphia Eagles, internally mm-hmm. and externally. It was clearly kids Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know what happened when you start eight and three. You only win one game the rest of the season, and you're out of the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins. That's the one team I look at in the playoffs that said, "Man, you better help your quarterback." Brock Purdy does not need as much help with San Francisco. Lamar Jackson enough so the Baltimore Ravens. No matter what's going on in Kansas City, you still got Patrick Mahomes. But if that running game is not working. Tua Tagovailoa is not the same guy. I know they have Jalen Waddle, but normally if you stop their running game. You effectively stop their quarterback. And we've seen it. Anytime they've gone up against a good football team with a good defense and guys that can corral their running game, he's not a guy that can overcome that when it comes to Tua Tagovailoa. When the running game is working, one-on-one coverage, he is accurate as the 24 hours in the day. But Buffalo in the second half said, you know what? Hmm, we're tired of that. Hey, Tua, you're going to have to beat us without this running game. And he couldn't do it. Plenty of times balls are sailing over the head of guys being inaccurate, throwing interceptions. He's that one guy. We talk about pressure on quarterbacks. Dak Prescott comes to the, the Dallas Cowboys, Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions. But there are two guys that when their running game fails them, they're not good enough to overcome it. Jared Goff, in my opinion, is one for the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and Tua Tungvalu is the other guy for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and Tua actually, I mean, with that point, at this point, I think Jared Goff's you know, kind of legacy is written for him. I don't know if there's much he can do in terms of changing the, if your running game's not working, that guy's probably not going to be as effective. Tua still has a chance to turn that around. Still yeah. an incredibly young quarterback. I don't think he's going to turn around this year. That, that That's going to be the key for, guess what, a pretty good defense in Kansas City. The, the defense has been the best part about the Chiefs all year. You don't think they have already realized what you just said, Freddie? Hey, if we shut down whether it's Mostert, whether it's Achan, no matter who it is back there, we slow them down, that's going to give 
our secondary the best present they could have because now we've taken away a weapon in terms of the play action to open up bigger windows for mm-hmm. Tua. Speaking of Tua Tua, my lord, hey Tua, what, what, what happened? Anytime we lose, uh, it's never a good feeling. Um, the stakes are high every time we play. So we understand what was uh, at stake tonight, and we just didn't come through. And uh, it started with me. It started with him? It really didn't, though. <laughs> I, I like the teammate aspect saying, hey, it starts yeah. with me. It really didn't, but it ended with him by what we've seen from Tua Tungvaluwa. And to be fair, that Ravens game could have looked a lot different. He hits Tyreek Hill right in the number, in the end zone. Yep. Tyreek Hill drops the football. Then after that, they just unraveled. And the Baltimore Ravens, they just feasted on them. But if you're Tua Tungvaluwa, and we talk about quarterback legacies and all this other stuff, when, not if, when that happens versus Kansas City, when they play them, because they're, they're going to say, hey, mm-mm, we're going to stop your running game. You're going to have to beat us. Can you do it when everybody expects that maybe, just maybe, you can't when you're Tua Tungvaluwa? And in this mental aspect of the game, how do you not question yourself after giving up 50 points and getting boat raced like in, in, like that in a game where you're going, yeah, that means everything. And then you turn around and blow a lead. You're up 14-7. to 7. Give up a 96-yard punt return and then another oh, yeah. good drive from Josh Allen behind that. Like Again, this mm-hmm. is a team that how do you not question yourself and that narrative that's been out there. Yeah. Oh, they can't beat a good team. They mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. The reason the narrative is out there is mm-hmm. because you won a single game against mm-hmm. a team that's 500 this year. Yeah, and a team that's that you it. yeah, and a team that you had 19-10 and found a way to get into the end zone and mm-hmm. take a lead and the defense maybe held up. I can't even imagine what that narrative would have sounded Oof. like when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. So the NFL playoffs that get started this weekend, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday and one on Monday, Eagles versus Buccaneers 8:15 Eastern Time on ABC and ESPN. Speaking of ESPN, he is Gabe Knight, so in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto, saving you bundle by getting a quote at progressive.com. Michigan, Washington, for it all. The national championship. It's awesome. Monday's game will be the third time teams 14-0 or better face off. It was never about, you know, winning another Big Ten championship. It was all about winning the national championship. And a lot of people, when it comes to this game tonight, a lot of conversations about Jim Harbaugh. Could this be his final game as head coach of Michigan as the number one Wolverines get ready to take on number two Washington? Coverage begins right after we're done at 6.30 Eastern time. Let's bring in Greg McElroy. Does a great job as an ESPN Cowboys analyst. He'll be part of the broadcast that with Sean McDonough, Ian Fitzsimmons, and Chris Budden right here on ESPN Radio. He joins us here on Freddie and Harry with Gabe Knight and Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And Greg, we know that storyline is Jim Harbaugh in his final game. We'll move that to later on in this conversation. But I'm going to start with Michigan. A lot of people believe they're going to win this game. What do they have to do to make all the experts feel like they were correct to predict that they were going to win tonight against Washington as a four-and-a-half-point favorite? Well, I tell you what, man. Like, I can't believe how much fuzz is around Jim Harbaugh right now. It's like the biggest game of his career. I, mean, well, I take that back. He did, he did coach in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> for us college fans, the biggest game of his career, right? And yet, all anybody's talking about Adam Schefter with boots on the ground here. Everyone's talking about, okay, what's next for Jim Harbaugh? And I'm sitting here on the field, and he got outwardly emotional when he arrived at the stadium. I mean, just the moment and bringing his his alma mater back to prominence. I mean, we're talking about a team here 
that has not won an undisputed national championship since 1948. And while they're the winningest program in college football history, victories at the top of the sport have been really few and far between. So this is a massive moment, a massive opportunity for him. And to be honest with you, Freddie, like he's got the more complete team. But at the same time, I think if Washington plays a game and Michigan plays their A game, Washington might have a higher ceiling. They just have so many dudes that you have to cover. And that's going to be very difficult for even an elite defense like Michigan to be able to handle for a 60-minute ballgame. So if they find themselves in a shootout, they haven't really relied on J.J. McCarthy in the back half of the season the way they did in the beginning part of the season. Do you think J.J. McCarthy would be up for the task of going toe-to-toe with Michael Penix Jr.? You know what's so funny? It's like, and I, uh, <laughs> I'm i certainly not going to compare myself to J.J. McCarthy at all, right? Like, he's a lot more talented than I am for sure. But, like, I, just because he hasn't doesn't mean he can't. Right. And I think there's this massive misconception about whether or not he can throw his way to a championship. The guy is crazy gifted. I mean, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, and just because what's asked of him within this offense is to manage the game doesn't mean that if he needs to throw for 350 to win it, he can't do it. I think he absolutely can. I think he's got really good weapons, underrated weapons, and a group that can absolutely go toe-to-toe. If it becomes a shootout, now, in that event, I would certainly lean towards Washington. But if it does become a shootout, to think that Michigan can't keep up, I think it's a misguided perception. He's really accurate, and he's really athletic. I would also anticipate him using him in the run game. And if they do, his legs can be a real problem for, for the Washington defense. The fantastic Greg McElroy, ESPN Council Analyst, will be on the ESPN radio call tonight for the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. Joining Freddie Coleman and Gabe Knights on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, you won this national championship back in 2010. If you had any advice to give to either quarterback, Greg, what would that advice be and why? I would, I mean, this is going to sound so messed up because it's so opposite, like everything else that you would ever be taught. But when I got to the stadium, we played at the Rose Bowl, and I was just all business. Like, to the point where it just wasn't even enjoyable. Like, the game was stressful. Mm -hmm. The game was really stressful, actually. And we really kind of abandoned all throwing because Colt McCoy got hurt. And we basically said, hey, they can't stop us on the ground. They have an elite defense led by Earl Thomas. Let's not take any chances. So after the game, it, it was really more a sense of relief than it was celebration. And I really wish if I could go over and do it again, I would celebrate everything leading up to the game, man. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you have earned. You earned your way into this spot. Your team earned your way into this spot. Soak it up. Like, don't be all business. Like, just, just uh, yes, the game will take care of itself. And when you're on the field, all business. But take a moment before the game. Take a moment at halftime to look up and think about what you're able to do tonight. It's something that players dream of their whole life. And if you don't soak it all in, you might have regret. So regardless of the outcome tonight, just enjoy the moment. Make the most of it. Do the best you can and, and go out swinging. Greg, a big reason Michigan had success defensively against Alabama in their semifinal game is because they were able to create pressure. They were able to get after Jalen Milrow. Are they going to be able to create similar pressure tonight against a pretty good offensive line and Michael Penix Jr.? 
Well, that, that's, I think, the big story of the game is if you can hit Michael Penix, if you can pressure Michael Penix, his completion percentage when he's not pressured is 74%. His completion percentage under pressure, 44%. It drops 30 percentage points. They have to hit him. They have to affect him. And that's where I think this game might be won or lost. If they can't hold up in protection, that's going to be really significant. So what I would anticipate from Washington over-protecting Michael Penix. So if that means, hey, you got to keep a tight end in in protection, do it. If you have to keep your running back in protection, do it. If you got to go seven-man protection, who cares? Because still the guys that are going to be out in the route in that situation are going to be super elite NFL-level wide receivers with Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, and Jalen McMillan. So I think you absolutely over-protect him to make sure that pass rush doesn't get home and trust your receivers to win, even in double coverage, which they've done time and time again this year. Real quick before I let you go, Greg, do you expect that Jim Harbaugh will be coaching his last game tonight for Michigan being in the NFL in 2024? Well, I do. And, uh, look, I, I know – and I'm sure you guys have sources. I have sources like buddies in the NFL. Everybody seems to think he's going to either Los Angeles or Vegas. Uh, almost like some people are talking as – as if it's a done deal. But I'll say this about Jim Harbaugh. He is as consistently unpredictable as pretty much anybody in the sport. So even if his mind is made up tonight that this is his final game, I'd give it 24 hours. Because he could reverse course in the second, just like he did last year with Denver and like he did the year before with Minnesota. So I think it's absolutely uh, a chance. And if I were to say, hey, give me a percentage, say go, I would say it's 10% stay, 90% go. But either way, we are talking about Jim Harbaugh. So to bet on what he's likely to do, I think would be a misguided approach to spending your money. <laughs> hey, Greg, <laughs> always great catching up with you, man. Have a great call tonight with Sean McDonough, Ian Fitzsimmons, and Chris Button. And thanks so much, my friend. Appreciate you guys, man. Great talk to you. Yeah, great stuff by Greg McElroy, ESPN College Football Analyst. Hit him on Twitter, Greg McElroy. He'll be on the call at the National Championship game tonight when we're done at 630 Eastern time between number one Michigan and number two Washington. I'll throw this at you. Who do you got winning tonight? Hi, my friend. I've got Washington. I think they've been undervalued mm-hmm. and it's hard to say underrated because they've been undefeated and been up there, but it seems like when they beat Oregon, uh, Oregon's a better team than them. They're going to beat Oregon will beat them in the PAC 12 championship game. It's not going to really matter. You don't have to pay attention to Washington. Well, then they go and win the PAC 12. Mm. Uh, you don't really, I mean, Texas is going to beat them. You don't have to worry about them. What does Washington do? They just keep going out and win these games. Michael Penix jr. Is as impressive of a quarterback that as there was in college football this year. I know Daniels had 50 touchdowns and deserved that Heisman trophy, but Penix was awesome. I don't know if another quarterback was asked to do as much for his team as Michael Penix Jr. was with Washington, and I think he continues it and gets the job done tonight. Yeah, a lot of people are siding with Michigan. I'm with you. I've been on that Washington bandwagon. I thought they would beat Texas. He'd find a way to get that done. And everybody would say, well, the Michigan defense, this. Well, they haven't seen anybody like this guy that they're going to see in those wide receivers. And I think Washington's defense will do just enough. It's going to be an up-and-down game, in my opinion. First Mm -hmm. one, the 31 is going to win it. I think it's going to be Washington as well. I got the Washington Huskies winning that championship, which means that Jim Harbaugh will have to take that NFL money and not have a national championship with him in college to take that with him. It is crazy to think that three years ago, Harbaugh took a bunch of pay cuts to stay at Michigan. 
And yep. now he's going to get a bag, whether yes. he stays at Michigan or goes to the NFL because of the last three years that he's had. Hey, Gabe, great stuff, my friend. Let's do it again soon, okay? Can't wait for him, man. Now, no doubt about it. Gabe, not for Harry Delson, Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry in the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and keep cool. National Championship game coming your way next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.